Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. This sultry voice is not Lane Calder. He is, uh, I think, camping and then going to see New Mutants, which we'll talk about later, too. But this is Spencer Bennett, if you didn't already figure that out. And today I am host, er, hosted. I am joined by my good friend, Jake Moody, who's finally back on the show. Yes, finally, and excited to talk about... Uh... You know, we were trying to go through like some of the news off the top of our head. We didn't think there was a lot, but there surprisingly was like there was a decent news cycle of Disney things. Going there on. is a decent amount of Disney news. Uh-huh. Uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll get right into it. We're going to start with the TV and movie news and then we'll go into parks after our break, commercial break. But to start, Jake, uh, Mulan came out this weekend. Yeah. And uh, reactions ranged from OK to abysmal. At least that mm-hmm. I can see. Um, Me too. Have you, you, neither of us have checked out Mulan yet. No, although I did like scroll around last night just because I was bored. The like, the physical Disney Plus page. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's interesting. They came up with like all these new graphics and like obviously new features and things to like get the premier access is what they're calling it. It looks clean. And uh, yeah, I guess my, my, obviously neither of us watched it. Mm-hmm. So can't talk about it too like uh, concretely without actually having seen the movie. But I think just off of the reactions, at least that I saw scrolling around Letterboxd, seeing like some YouTubers make some things. Um, it's kind of a bummer because this one seems like one of the movies that like they really could try and make like a cool gritty thing. Like it's a real story with like cultural resonance and from everything that I saw, it seems like very similar to Lion King, which is like a realistic looking version of the exact same story minus the heart, which is such a bummer because from the you know marketing and the trailers and also the initial reaction, like when the movie premiered, it was getting fine reviews. And uh, yeah, so I guess my <laughs> my reaction to the reactions is relatively bummed but i might have only been seeing like the really negative stuff i don't know what you saw um i so when it premiered in march before everything happened it did have its premiere in march um mm-hmm. the reaction then was was positive it had like it was resting in like an 80s and rotten tomatoes and i think it's down to the low 70s now um mm-hmm. but most of like the audience reaction i saw at least from like my circles was like they hated it um right. but Bummer. critics seemed to be fine with it fine to to like positive on it which uh-huh. is interesting to me um most of the reaction i saw was that it just was people upset that there was no music which we knew going in um yeah. there's a lot of people who are not okay with the actress i don't know enough about that controversy and i'm not even going to attempt to jump into it yeah but um i know that was a thing that people were like i don't want to see it and people who saw it maybe that influenced their opinions on it i don't know right. i'm not going to put words in people's mouths but um most things I saw was that it just lacked the heart of mm-hmm. the first of the animation with all the music and everything. In the case of Lion King, where it's the same exact movie, it seemed to be that Mulan was the same movie minus the stuff people liked. <laughs> yeah, kind of that's what like, I heard too. Um, and it it would have it could have worked if it was like a really gritty, cool drama, but from what I'm gathering, it wasn't. And then there's not a lot of I don't know people. It seemed like it was kind of a weird, like quick summation of the Mulan story, and it wasn't really a remake of the Disney film from what I get. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. That kind of just like was a little like series of beats. It wasn't really a movie. 
huh, at least from what weird. I was hearing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do plan on watching it. Uh, my roommate and fellow co-host of the comic show on this network, um, <laughs> his parents rented it. So we have it on his Disney Plus. Oh, wow. Straight okay. up for free if we want to watch it. Um, it's there. Mm. We, I'm sure he would be get fine with uh, helping you out with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, uh, you know, speaking of the renting situation, it's like uh, I was, I assume you were too, like almost more interested in how people were going to react and just see if it like was successful releasing a movie this size straight to streaming than the movie itself. Honestly, like I'm really excited to see these numbers if and when we ever will see them. Uh, I guess we talked about before, it's kind of like a litmus test. If it performs really well somehow, then I'm sure we can expect to see that new Pixar movie come out. And, uh, you know, whatever, like, new things they have in the pipe, maybe they change the pricing, like, a little bit. Or they say, this absolutely didn't work, and we just need to wait for theaters to open. Uh, but this really seems like their shot. And from the reviews, who's to say? But that's, like, a whole separate equation to if people actually were buying it. Do you right. have, did you see anything about that? Um, no, and I was looking a little mm. bit to find numbers and they were kind of nowhere to be found and maybe they've come Weird. out since then i haven't looked in a couple of days but um i know that tenant like warner brothers has like come out and said we're not releasing numbers for tenant oh which to God. me implies like oh it's bad They're really bad, bad. it's yeah, really sure. bad okay um, i saw a commercial for uh, a tv spot i guess for tenant and it, mm. at the end it said like big movies are back in theaters, but I've never heard them say big movies like that before. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's like they were already marketing the thing where it's like, we're only going to go to theaters for like star Wars and Marvel. Well, we've been saying that's the future for right. years on this show. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't find numbers from Mulan. Um, they're probably not going to come out because I imagine they're not great. Um, yeah. Especially I mean, if the word of mouth amongst people is the movie's bad. Right. I don't think people are going to do that. For me, I remember I freaking rented, I purchased Scoob the day it mm -hmm. came out before I really heard word of mouth. And the word of mouth in that movie is that it's bad because it's bad. <laughs> um, and if I had known that, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But I was excited. It was the first day. I was like, you know what? I miss just seeing movies. A new thing. Yeah. yeah and this was a trailer I liked. So I'm going to watch this movie. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I don't regret it. It kind of makes me laugh every time I log on to Prime and it's in my, like, my stuff section. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, so funny. just a file of Scoob. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get the Mulan numbers. Well, you know, the, the thing is, it really popped off and we talked about it on the show because I think Scoob did relatively well. But I know the Trolls World Tour apparently broke records. So, but the thing about that, I mean, it's no, f obviously like fault or like lack of foresight for Disney. But the thing is, if you're stuck at home for quarantine with like your little kids and you're trying to work and there's a lot of whining and like whatever, it's really easy to throw on um, the new Scoob and Trolls World Tour because it's like, you know, colorful animation and it's like, that's just what you would already go to the theater for regardless. But even if you're like a huge Mulan fan, it's like your favorite classic Disney movie or whatever. If you're, if you're in the situation with your kids are being whiny and you're stuck at home, I would just turn on the animation, especially if it's getting poor reviews. So, um, you know, again, I don't know if it was like a lack of Disney being, uh, thinking that through or what but it's like they didn't i 
I would just, again, with all of them, I would just rather watch the animated. That's yeah. just what I'm trying it's, to say, I guess. It is, uh, that is, at the end of the day, kind of the, the truth. I think mm-hmm. like, that's a good point. Mulan, more so than the others, felt like it was really trying to be kind of a drama and a little more right. older kid-oriented, like YA to like adult uh-huh. vibes. And that's, uh, that's kind of interesting um which is I, alienating the people who would just like be like 30 dollars, whatever i gotta get my kids yeah to if it was in yeah. theaters i can i could <laughs> get it story. because different story different audience people go see it because it's a movie in theaters uh-huh but getting people to rent it at home when you're marketing disney plus is really marketed to families as a streaming yeah. service um i remember there was a rumor a couple uh a couple of weeks ago where they were like disney plus thinking about introducing like adult banner with fox movies and i was like no they're not there's no way they're, they're going to put them on Hulu. No. Like that Disney has a big yeah. stake in Hulu. They'll go there. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting point And it makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe we'll get the reactions in this do- or the numbers and it's doing great and we'll eat crow. But um, right. as it stands mm-hmm. right now, uh, it's a little fishy. Yeah. And I mean, selfishly, it's not like I'm not honestly, after seeing the reviews, really excited to watch Mulan. But I do hope that it does decently well so we can watch these new movies, which I am really excited for. If yeah. it doesn't do well, we're going to have to wait. Like, who knows how long? So I hope it does well, because then then I get to watch Soul and, and maybe Black Widow, who knows? And, you know, all these kinds of things that we're excited mm-hmm. for. And, like, going back to, to tenants numbers, I mean, if theaters are open but still not busy at all, Right. It might, you might make more money by dropping it on streaming. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how that would shake out, but it's possible, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Anyways, uh, bigger news that uh, kind of came out of nowhere. We knew that they were shooting and we hadn't heard any COVID-related problems on the set, but Mandalorian Season 2 is coming in like a month and a half, October 30th, the day before Halloween. So awesome. We will get yeah. the se- second season of The Mandalorian and... What seems to me to read like in the announcement is that they're dropping the whole show. Um, oh, really? That, I that was not... at least the impression I got. They used okay. the words like season two streaming, not episode one. They, they were very much like the season will drop debut. Like, I don't know. Damn. I could be wrong. And maybe they worded it weird because Disney Plus has been doing the weekly thing. But maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it read to me like we were going to get the entire second season, which is awesome. And I'll watch Are it. Are they day. still the... So yeah, me too. The uh, I know that you know they've had some shows that are coming out. Like I know the Jim Henson puppet thing is like coming out. Did they drop the whole season or is that going weekly? I'm not sure. They've been doing weekly for Muppets now. Okay. Um, so that's but also Muppets now is kind of in a different league of uh, popularity than The Mandalorian. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm reading too far into it, but because I want that to be the case, and I'd like to right. watch it. And. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a way where the news cycle is, well, actually, I was going to take that back. The news cycle is very, maybe they're worried it's going to get buried in um, like actual news. So we might as well drop it all at once, get everybody to like be really excited about it for two weeks, as opposed to space it out where it's going to get kind of pushed under the rug, like everything else. I mean, even sports, you know, like it's the it's about to be the NBA finals and like not as unless you're really in the sports it's not like common knowledge I would say same with football yeah I am so. a fan of basketball and I have like fallen uh-huh. out of the NBA playoffs and I had to be like oh right that's happening I wonder what games on tonight wow. oh it's the Lakers yeah okay, I'll you know I'll watch LeBron play but 
it's it's uh-huh. been weird. It's just it just feels like life is like blended together and nothing's really happening. And even though there are things happening to pay attention to, it's hard to stay on track. At least for right. Me. So hell, maybe it makes more sense for them to do it all like that. I had fun with them coming out weekly because I was never into like the Game of Thrones or like Walking Dead, where it's like a big thing at the end of every week. We get to watch this hour-long new episode. But Mandalorian was so fun to have that spread out through, you know, whatever it was, two months. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they changed their strategy. But anyways, what's what's more interesting, I guess, is the pictures we got. Did you have any, like, initial reactions or thoughts on the, like, pieces that they showed us? I didn't really look at them because I was nervous about spoilers. Mm. Um, I'm trying oh, really? to keep it as blind because I know this season is doing a lot more. We already got it kind of ruined for us that Ahsoka is going to be in it, which is the first time we're going to see her in live action. So uh-huh. I'm trying to like not get too into it because I want a lot of those surprises to still be surprises. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's all that's I'm feeling about it. Cause I, I really like season one. I definitely had some ups and downs for me, but I am fascinated with Baby Yoda's like lore and what the heck he is. Oh, I was yeah, me so too. mad when we didn't find out in the finale. So now that we're mm-hmm. going to close season two, we better find out. I know the rumor was they might go to the Yoda planet and we're going to get like the full explanation of Yoda's people and that maybe mm-hmm. they run into Luke or something crazy. Who knows? That would be a Imagine lot. Imagine if I... Mark Hamill's in an episode of this. Ooh, wow. That would yeah, be that'd be crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I will say the picture, I won't say anything about him if you didn't want if you didn't look because you're a word but you know it, at least from my eyes it, it just looks like you know character pictures maybe you could tell something like based on the vehicles they're on or something mm. like that but it's really just like close-ups and reminding you that these people are characters that you like <laughs> i guess Got um but yeah i i agree with you i mean well listen star wars is really good at that of like getting you really excited about like one specific thing and then not giving it to you oh <laughs> they're really good at teasing. Trait. yeah that's a trait yeah. of star wars <laughs> but i would definitely like i mean they're obviously gonna lean into baby yoda and he's gonna be in the show but especially now I, with how big of a success that character oh my was, god yeah but every episode's i am gonna revolve around him I'm sure, but I'm with you. I would definitely like to see some more lore, right? I don't want like metachlorians and like whack stuff, I guess, but I I would definitely like to learn more about him. He's like definitely the most interesting part that he's obviously so important, but we have, we we don't know why, (laughs) right? So it's cool. And I loved the ending with the black saber. Yeah, I forgot and, about the dark saber. That's gonna. Oh be my god! Exciting. Yeah, so that's exciting. Star Wars is not fading away, despite uh, the last movie. <laughs> it's despite still here. Here on the internet, it's still a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is here to stay. But yes, uh, any final thoughts? Anything you really want to see? Hmm. To be honest with you, I just want to see a Mandalorian like a Mandalorian themed mission on Smuggler's Run. Uh, I oh, think I care yeah. more about that than, <laughs> than I do the show. To be honest with you, so you're fully uh, on board with throwing out Galaxy's Edge continuity and just doing a Mando mission. I think so. I mean, <laughs> I I love the idea of it. We talked about this the last time I was on the show. I love everything that they said Galaxy's Edge was going to be. And I still really like what Galaxy's Edge is. Had so much fun. Rising of the Resistance is great and everything. 
but always one of the sour spots is like they really promised that there was going to be new ma- like the rewritability at least for me with smugglers run is pretty far down when we do get to go to disneyland or disney world for the next time i'm going to be really really excited to go on rise of the resistance that's going to be like one of the most pointed things we got to get there at the certain time to get the boarding pass whatever i don't care if i get on smugglers run or not it's just <laughs> like i don't know I've, I've had my fun with it but i would be very excited for some kind of mandalorian thing despite it ruining some of the continuity so that's a long-winded way of, of uh <laughs> me saying that i guess what do you want to see in the new season uh, I think I said maybe Yoda lore, an explanation of what he is, because it was yeah. you know, implied for a while maybe he was a clone. Maybe is he actually Yoda? Is he a clone of Yoda that the Emperor did? That's going to tie into the Rise of Skywalker with the Emperor cloning himself. At least that was one of the retcons that the JJ said post movie was that it was actually a clone and not the Emperor. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, um, but. Uh, that's yeah just some explanations i'm all for explanations and this is why i have uh, a complicated relationship with the last jedi um because i like explanations <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, i'm yeah. pretty pumped so our final news or movie and tv topic is uh pretty quick and that is lane is going to see new mutants so we will talk about that next <laughs> week with Lane's opinion. Yeah, on and I'm, I'm honestly really excited to hear what he thinks and what uh, everybody thought of this movie, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, I heard pretty overwhelming negativity, but also like not like aggressively <laughs> negative, not like Fantastic Four or Fant Four Stick, as I like to call it. Uh-huh. It was more of like, it's just mediocre. And after all the delays, like it's so bummy that it's not even like good, bad, you know? Right, right. But it's just boring. I'm excited for like the horror elements of it. I, I think maybe it'll be at least interesting to me in that way, but I've not heard good things. Kieran and I thought about going to a drive-in in LA to go see it pretty yeah. soon. Just cause why? I, uh, it looked cool. They have like, a, I guess they're turning the Rose Bowl into like a drive-in theater. They're like That's doing awesome. a lot of stuff. I there. heard about that. Yeah. And the, and the trailers got really good from new mutants like towards I the end thought i was like disney maybe re-edited it and we were going to get a too. solid movie but that doesn't seem to be the case I good trailers so. but lane will let us know i guess lane will let us know and with that yeah. we're going to take our quick break and we'll be back to talk about parks thanks for listening and welcome back to the disney deconstructed podcast we're going to talk a little bit of parks news now and uh recent development is that mickey and minnie's runaway railway which was scheduled to come to Disneyland in Toontown in 2022, just got delayed to 2023 as, quote, vertical construction starts. They did level a couple mm-hmm. backstage buildings, which is, was my understanding of what was going on to build Runaway Railway, as they did with Galaxy's Edge. Um, and uh, I guess they're starting construction vertically, which I assume just means building the building, not the actual ride. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And uh, yeah, delayed an extra year. Uh, shocking N- not really there is no. a, a pandemic that delayed everything um, <laughs> so uh, bummer uh, I was I'm really looking forward to this I caved and watched a POV of the one in Florida oh, yeah looks wonderful I think it looks yes, really, it really fun um, and I would love to see it um, and getting it here is cool I it probably be a clone that seems to be the vibe recently with galaxy's edge everything's the exact same so I imagine it'll be the exact same if not very very similar Versus mm-hmm. some of the older attractions have pretty distinct differences in the two resorts. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm bummed that it just got delayed a year. I'm not surprised. I, 2022 is far away too. 
So I never was yeah. like, it doesn't really feel like that big of a blow, you know? Right. <laughs> In my head, it was always just far off, and now it's just a uh-huh. little more far off. Um, I don't know. What's, uh, what's your take on this delay, Jake? Um, well, I'll be honest with you. When I saw that little video, and I don't know if you saw, I guess, they put up a little video. Or maybe it was just pictures, honestly. They were like the most magical view because they're, you know, starting a new construction project or whatever. I thought to myself, wow, I can't believe they're still doing this. Yeah. Where where it's delayed a year, I kind of just thought like, okay, Runaway Railway, I guess just isn't happening anymore. Like, Ooh. because it was so far off already, it was in 2022. It's not something that like, you know, they had 90% done already, which was Marvel. Like I figured everything was going to be on a hard pause. This was like very barely announced. It wasn't even at D23. Um, I just kind of, I didn't like, I, I didn't put much thought into it, but when I saw the video, I wasn't like, oh, what a bummer. It's now a year. I was like, wow, they're still doing it. That's great. Uh, so, and my other takeaway is it's going to be a really fun construction project because you can see it like right from the freeway. So there's going to be a lot of people like doing construction updates and I'm sure we'll be able to see like, you know, they're going to build a new facade and everything in Toontown. So Mm-hmm. I was more happy than upset with the thing, uh, with the announcement that it's getting delayed, I guess. And I did cave months and months and months ago and watched <laughs> the POV like right when it came out. And I definitely agree with you. It looks like a lot of fun. I think the lead Imagineer on that project, dang, I don't know what she did, but she's like one of the more prominent ones currently. Mm. Uh, dang. I wish I remembered because she like just took over a project that doesn't matter, but it's, uh, <laughs> it Oh, I'm matter. sorry. It's, it's, it's the woman who did, uh, runaway railway is now doing the retheme of splash mountain into princess. Oh, Tiana. Cool. Yeah. And judging on that, I mean, it's, it looks really cool. It's like such a cool use of the new technology. I mean, so, she knocked it out of the park. It, to me, it seemed yeah. in the YouTube video I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Good for her. Yeah. And then on the, uh, on the, it's probably going to be the same as Disney World. I guess that doesn't bother me like at all. It's, uh, I've never even thought that ours would be like a unique version or that there's, I, it never even like really crossed my mind where I guess in other cases it does. Like, you know, I think it's different, but you know, like we're going to be comparing our Guardians of the Galaxy to their Guardians of the Galaxy. And obviously like all of our mountain rides are very different than their mountain rides. But with this one, I guess it just, it never crossed my mind. I just figured it was going to be the same and uh, and I'm excited for it. It's not like I'm bummed that it's going to be the same. I'm really happy to finally get something back in Toontown. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm just mm-hmm. honestly from the announcement of Runaway Railway, I was more excited for the refurbish and retheming of Toontown. I think Toontown could be really yeah, cool and all the stuff I've seen of like Toontown in the 90s when it kind of came to be, it was really cool. And I recently rewatched Two Frames yeah. on the Rabbit, which is an awesome movie and really, really so funny good. having been in film school and like yeah. getting that they're like completely like memeing noir movies the whole time. Um, and I didn't really get yep. that. They're yeah. like making fun of like classic Hollywood. And as a kid, I was just like, oh, cartoon, Jessica Rabbit, what the heck, Eddie Valiant right, solving right. crimes. And then as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is... This is like a really funny satire. 
with cartoons. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's silly, but it's great. And you know, it's Robert Zemeckis, which I didn't even realize. And he's obviously like an all time great filmmaker. So good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is awesome. And Toontown in the 90s was like a fully living, breathing Toontown from that movie. Um, so I'd like to see that come back. And I, I like the Roger Rabbit ride enough. You know, it's definitely a little outdated, a little cheesy, but I think that's kind of in I in uh in ideal with Roger Rabbit the movie. It kind of makes sense yeah. that the ride would be kind of older and a little dated. Mm-hmm. A little cheesy. Because Roger Rabbit the movie is a little older, a little dated, a little cheesy. Um, yes. So I uh it's bum. It's bum that it's a year delayed, but uh you know, I, uh, I'm still excited to see it. I, I hope I'm, I'm so hoping excited to see, to see the, the newer vibes of Toontown before the ride even opens. Because we could get that potentially earlier before the attraction opens. Just new coats of paint and a new life in Toontown. So. Right, exactly. And I, I think ideally what happens, this is like, you know, pre-COVID and pre-weird reaction to Galaxy's Edge and everything. But what would be so great is if you can kind of picture Toontown from a, like an above view in your head. The far right side is like Roger Rabbit, and hopefully that ride gets touched up a little bit. Obviously, it doesn't need its time, but um, that gets touched up. The center chunk is like fully gets a revamp, and that's going to be where the queue is for the new ride and everything. And then the left, which is where all the character meet and greets are and the roller coaster and everything, Galaxy's Edge expansion. And that would be such a cool back end of the park. I heard rumors that, that. for the LA Olympics in 2028, they're gonna build like a first order section of Galaxy's Edge. I remember hearing that. Perfectly gets pushed out right to there. And it makes sense because they're gonna to touch up the, the right side of Toontown. So they're not completely ditching that. And it would be awesome. Now, all of that stuff I figured was never gonna happen anymore with COVID, but they're building it. So something's happening and the Olympics doing are something. still gonna be here. Yeah. So. I definitely left that news announcement like much more excited than bums, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, I, we're uh, in like the worst pandemic ever. So many people lost their jobs. This specific industry, Disney as a company was hit so hard yet they've announced um, the retheme of Splash Mountain. We're confirmed getting this ride. Disney, the next piece of news that we're going to talk about is Christmas is still happening at Disney World. The holiday season is going to be fully a thing. They're not really skipping a beat, which is crazy. No. And I'm sure the second that it's going to be okay for Disneyland to open with Gavin Newsom and things like that, it's going to be in full swing for better or for worse. And uh, yeah, I guess my, my takeaway is just I'm, I'm much more excited than bummed at having to wait a year. Yeah, and uh, that was a nice segue into our next, next news topic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is uh, according to the Disney Parks blog, which is like the outlet for the parks. That's like all that right. is confirmed if it comes out on that website. Um, Walt Disney World Resort is still fully committed to doing Christmas, and they've confirmed they're still they're doing the holiday season starting in November. Um, that is exciting. Uh, I, I'm part of me being such a Halloween person is like slightly bothered that we didn't get Halloween, but we're getting Christmas um, just because I'm petty. Um, yeah, but uh, that's great. Uh, I hope that they try to do it. They did say there's obviously going to be some changes because um, they're. I don't think they're still they're mm-hmm. even doing nighttime shows there yet. Which still makes sense because Florida, I was gonna say, regardless of those parts yeah, being open, Florida is still being hit pretty hard with the pandemic, at least as far as I'm aware. Uh-huh. Um, so they're still not going to do probably any Christmas fireworks or whatnot, but they're going to do like the festivities and the decorations and the different food. And they're going to try to still do it, which is cool. That's exciting. And 
So they're still doing like the extra ticketed nighttime Christmas I event. Did not fully read about it, but uh, oh, okay. I just saw the uh-huh. like, holiday still coming to to Walt Disney World. Resort. Okay, cool. Right about Halloween. Obviously, Disney does it very differently than the other oh, sure. amusement parks. Dis- Disney, you know, just like makes the park spooky and fun. And obviously, in Disneyland's we get Nightmare Before Christmas and things like that. But I guess I didn't have the thought like, oh, I'm bummed that they're still doing the, you know, the holidays, but not Halloween. Because at least at the other parks, like you can't do any maze socially distance. You just Possible. can't. But yeah. you can do tons of like holiday and Christmas stuff like very easily. I think it lends itself perfectly. And, you know, I'm glad that they're pushing for it. Uh, it would be weird to go to, to the parks this time of year and just see nothing. As much as when I would go to the parks a lot and get sick of the decorations and, you know, I, I think that I would prefer when it was just normal. It would be weird to not have any, any uh, holiday season. So again, right. it's, a, it's a, like another semblance of normalcy. It's cool that they're putting like an effort into trying to keep up with the things as opposed to like backtracking and just making sure that things are still up and running. That's what it seemed like with Halloween, at least. We haven't seen right. it come into full swing, but it kind of seems like they sort of just backed off the celebration altogether, um, at least with Disney. And then with Universal and Knott's, they canceled their things altogether because you can't, like yeah. you said, it'd be impossible to do those mazes, um, social distance, which this is a sidetrack. I watched Killer Clowns the other day and just reminisced about how incredible that freaking maze was. And I got Dude. so sad that they weren't doing anything this year. After maze I left Horror Nights last year. so great. Incredible. Yeah. Kieran had never seen it. So mm-hmm. I showed it to him and he was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I know. Wow. I, I, I didn't know <laughs> it. I know. Um, but I got so excited about what they were going to do this year for the maze. I was so pumped. Yeah, Last year was my first too. Horror Nights ever, and I became like the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And then they freaking pandemic and they cancel it, and I'm just uh, sidetracked, but I was really mad and upset. Biggest bummer. Well, listen, who knows what is going to happen, but Queen Mary in LA or, you know, Southern California, the big Halloween events are tier one is Horror Nights and Not Scary Farm. They're both mm. great in their own ways, and they're so awesome. Every year is great, whatever. And then. There's like tier twos, tier threes, whatever. You can lump maybe six flags into one of those and things like that. But the Queen Mary does like, I think three or four mazes a year. And they're really popular. I've never been, but people like swear by that event. And there's a Griffith Park Haunted Hayride, which I have never gone to, but people swear by it. Those two events are doing some kind of drive through haunt. I, I don't would know love about to it. drive through a hayride haunt. I don't know anything about it other than that they said they're doing it. Oh, I'm so doing that. That I'm I would love to go. I don't know how the, the show hell. Jake and I are going together. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I don't it at first thought makes perfect sense and sounds so fun. But then you think about it more. How can they scare you if you're you in a car? You probably have to sign a waiver. You might Well, like no, you might accidentally put your foot on the gas and just blow through like the scene or God forbid a scare actor or anything. Oh yeah. So are they going to put good... like your car on a conveyor belt? You know, they're they going to do... do what they do at car washes. They're going to put you on like, the thing. you put thinking. your car in neutral and you sign a contract that they can sue you if you kill somebody. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm going to be honest. That makes perfect sense. And like, you have to roll the windows down. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm so, I'm so in on that, that idea. Sounds insane. I, right? I, if I could invest my no money I have into that, <laughs> I would do it. Right. Incredible idea. So it's uh, cool. Yeah. I'm glad that they're trying to do something. I mean, just like what we're talking about with the drive in theaters, like, there's people still want to do this stuff and that it, I don't see how you can make an argument that that is unsafe. Honestly. In the car, it's in your own car. Uh-huh. Right. For the scare actor, maybe it's not incredible, but I doubt they're going to be like jumping in your, your car. Right. It'll probably if just anything, be, it'll be dark yeah. and they'll be wearing masks, like literal like scare <laughs> Right, literally. literally like, yeah. They're not going to, like when you go to horror nights and, and other Halloween events like that, where you're getting in close proximity with like scare actors, Mm-hmm. They're not the ones at risk of getting the pandemic. You are um, yeah. from other people at the event, not from them. They're uh-huh. fully garbed up. Like they're not, there's no way that they're going to be able to transmit. I'm not a scientist. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But I'm assuming that the thick, like in the case of the clowns maze, like the thick rubber, like grotesque clown masks probably prevent transmission better than the piece of cloth I wear to the grocery store. That's just me imagining that and thinking that. I could be incredibly wrong. But I imagine that I, I personally think rubber's probably stronger than cloth. I don't know. But yeah, probably. the world's doing Christmas, minus our Halloween little uh, <laughs> thing there. Jake and I both like Halloween a lot. Right. But other yes. parks news, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland turned 15. Mm-hmm. Yay. Neither of us have been to Hong Kong Disneyland. Yay. Congrats to them. Yes. Uh, I've <laughs> yeah. heard good things about that park. Uh, you were talking a little bit about the castle before the show. Um, Mm-hmm. and how it uh it looks really pretty it does have a really silly name but it's it's cute you know it's like the i don't actually know the top of my head but i think it's the castle of like fan, fantastical dreams do you know it's some it's the castle of dreams or like something very corny i guess because all the other ones you know are called cinderella's castle or sleeping beauty's castle well, what or they were doing this one's got a weird situation supposed to be combining like rapunzel and a couple other princesses all in one castle which has never been done that's usually each park kind of has their defining princess and like in disneyland it's supposed to be like aurora's kingdom and florida's supposed to be cinderella's kingdom mm-hmm. but hong kong is supposed to be like all the other ones in one castle right and it's called apparently castle of magical dreams okay so was close. I said very, uh, you were very close let's say it sounds better in chinese i yeah i let's maybe. say that that it's a weird translation yeah that's what we can but say. anyways hong kong disneyland turned 15 um and uh yeah we neither of us have been there we don't have a whole lot to say but it looks great uh, I at some point obviously would like to go. I think every Disney fan's bucket list is to visit every visit mm-hmm. every resort. So um, yeah, Hong Kong Disneyland, 15 years old. Look at that! How young of a park! Congratulations! And there's great defunct lands on uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. Is there? Yeah, so you should definitely do that. And I should probably go and mute because it sounds like people <laughs> are back at this house. Well, it was coincidentally, it was we are out of time show. and out of topics. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. If you'd like to support our program, you can do so by going on to anchor.fm slash the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. You can donate to our show. Give us a high rating, five mouse ears, two thumbs up, five stars wearing mouse ears, whatever qualifies to you as a good rating. And uh, this show is a proud participant in the Deconstructed Podcast Network, complete with three other shows. Maybe you should care political discussion, the New Adventure of Cam and Spence, which is like a comic book discussion, 
and unofficial experts hosted by Preston Moore. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast, and we will see you next week. Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by myself, Spencer Bennett, and my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Lane Calder. Editing was done by Spencer Bennett. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. Our beautiful faces were drawn by Sarah Bermudez. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you down the bayou.